Welcome to WBU Marketing Communications Today, presented by the West Virginia University Reed College of Media, which offers renowned online master's degree programs in marketing communications. Today, we'll be discussing why you, yes, you, need a personal brand with my guest, social media brand strategist, Christine Gritman. Christine has spoken on stages worldwide and is a frequent expert guest on podcasts, live streams, Twitter chats, and blog posts, as well as hosting her own weekly live show. She empowers small business owners and solopreneurs to tell their own stories on social media and emphasizes that you can do it. She'll teach you how. And today she'll be teaching us how personal brands aren't just for online lifestyle influencers. They are a key part of professional networking. And if you've ever met anyone, guess what? You've already got one. We'll discuss personal branding in the professional sphere and how to take control of yours so that you're known and remembered for the right things. Hello, Christine, and welcome to the show. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. You know, we hear a lot about personal branding and how important it is in positioning yourself strategically in the marketplace. Can you start us off today by explaining exactly what is a personal brand? Sure. Your personal brand ultimately is just the impression that people have of you in their heads. So that can be something as built out as, you know, people know me for having a red background and doing lots of gifts and things like that. Or it can be as simple as people are just aware of your interests. When they see certain things, they think of you because they know that it's right up your alley. Um, it's, it's even as simple as if anyone's ever texted you a picture of something when they were out at a store or they were out somewhere and they said, this made me think of you. That basically means that that connects to the version of you that's in people's heads, and that's on brand for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of times people uh, correlate personal brand with, you know, influencers. What advice would you give to those who say, you know, I don't want to be an influencer or an entrepreneur. I just want a job. Uh, So why do I even need a personal brand? No matter what you're trying to do professionally, it is always going to be to your advantage to be memorable. It is always going to be to your advantage not to be forgettable when it comes down to it. I mean, ideally, we want to be memorable for good reasons, right? (laughs) Ideally, we want some control over in what way we are memorable and what things call us to mind. But ultimately, you know, you don't want to be forgettable. You don't want to make no impact on people. And that's almost more true if you're seeking employment, simply because you are being kind of corralled into a fairly narrow box. So you want to make sure that you are able to stand out among the various other people who could fill that role. I love that. You want to be memorable. And that's really what it's all about. Um, To dovetail off of that a little bit, when developing a personal brand, do you think you need to implement those branding elements like a personal website, a logo, brand colors, or, you know, even a specific font? No, all of that is really just the window dressing. It's, It's kind of like I describe it as being the store window versus the store. 
you know, not every store even needs a window. They certainly don't need a display. What matters is what's in it and that people are able to figure out why they would want to go to that store, what they would, what they can expect to get or what they can expect to see once they get there, some understanding of the value it'll bring them to explore this store. But it doesn't have to be about a window display. It, in general, that that's something that can help you stand out, certainly. And in certain areas, you're going to want to have that. But in a lot of cases, you really don't need to worry about any of that. And more importantly, a lot of people get hung up on setting that window dressing and kind of, you know, trying to figure out, oh, I have to make my website look perfect or things of that nature. And it's really just used as a procrastination tool to uh, put off defining what they want to be known for and what they want to stand out for, because it's a scary thing to put yourself forward. So if you can sort of delay it by getting hung up on those unnecessary elements, a lot of people do fall into that trap. I think that one thing, it's a cliche at this point, but Simon Sinek had a very famous TED talk um, about why about how you have to start with your why and he's turned it into you know a bunch of other talks and a series of books i'm looking at one of his books right now mm -hmm. find your why and yeah. really that's where you start you start with what you know your why why you want to do what you want to do you know why your where your passions are springing from and then you don't have to wait to put that into the world you can get out there and refine it later. You can add elements later. You can, you know, hone down on your look and feel and yes, even a logo later if you want to. But what you need to start with is just figuring out why you're in it to begin with, why you want to get known, why what you want to stand out for, and the rest can follow later. That's a really good, important first step. And you know, you also really touched on a great keyword, value. Yeah. You know, it's about what value you can offer other people. That's what people so, remember. Honestly, when yeah. we're talking about um, sticking out the version of you that's in people's heads, everyone's sort of out for themselves. Ultimately, it's just kind of baked into us as, as living creatures. And so the value that you bring to somebody and the value that you bring to somebody's world and um, possibly that they can even you know, turn into value that they bring by introducing other people to you and your value. That is really uh, what's going to stand out in people's heads the most. What did you do for them? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and to that point, when meeting people at networking events or uh, in the virtual world or submitting text-only resumes online, uh, what is the best way, do you think, to really communicate your value proposition to others and really showcase your unique brand? Well, first and foremost, one thing I want to point out is that no matter how you meet somebody, no matter how they encounter you, they will look you up. They will most likely look you up online. In fact, you want this to happen. You want people to be curious enough about you that they'll try to find other information on you. So, I mean, go on incognito mode in your browser and Google yourself, you know, make sure that every place that someone is able to find you, it's clearly you. Make sure it's really clearly the same you, not just picture wise, but also that you're putting yourself forth with your messaging as being about the same things. And, you know, just make sure that all of it is fairly current. But in terms of the actual interactions themselves, it's all about the hierarchy of the messaging. You want to make sure 
that at a quick glance with just, you know, the quickest of impressions, you're clearly communicating the number one thing you want people to know about you. So that uh, if someone's meeting you in person, you know, yes, we say that we don't want to be all business. And that's true. You definitely want to interact as a human. You don't want to start every conversation with, hi, here's what I do. Here's a business card. But if someone leaves a conversation with you at a networking event, not knowing what you do or not understanding what you do and not having bothered, you know, wanting to get into that with you and find out then that's a huge miss. So you want to make sure that you have at the tip of your tongue and the tip of your brain what it is you want to be known for. And on your resume as well, even something as basic and you know fact-based as that, you can still use certain language, emphasize certain things more than others, no matter what or how small or how fleeting the opportunity is. Anytime you have the opportunity to have a, an interaction with somebody or to uh, have a brand exposure, you know, have any exposure of you whatsoever to them. You want to make sure that you're aware of the number one thing that you want to make sure they get instantly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's about creating that brand awareness and also an in integrated marketing communications. You know, we talk a lot about creating that consistent brand message and communicating it across all channels from beginning to end. And, you know, your response there really spoke to that. Um, and to dovetail off of that again, a little bit in your experience, have you ever come across someone who, you know, worries that having a personal brand will make them seem unprofessional in some way? Um, you know, you talked a little bit about it or alluded to it just now. And, you know, if that's the case, how do you recommend that they align their personal brand with a specific employer's expectations of professionalism while also differentiating themselves? Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22 because a lot of the things that we're taught when we're entering the working world, especially when we don't have as much under our belts to sort of back up our qualifications or to back up the fact that we uh, have skills that we say that we do and the fact that we're, you know, we don't have a lot of accomplishments yet. And so a lot of the traditional advice out there for especially early job seekers is geared towards blending in. It's geared towards sanding those rough edges. It's geared towards looking at the, you know, size and shape of the hole you're hoping to fill and being, becoming exactly that. So when I say you want to stand out, you know, it's kind of tricky to balance those two and to figure out um, how to, how to marry them. But I would say one of the best ways to do it is look at the parts of yourself that most clearly and naturally fit with what people are looking for, like figure out what you really want to do look at what the people who could give you those opportunities really want and figure out the genuine parts of yourself that you can really amp up to show um, that you are that, you know, because ultimately personal branding, there's a little bit of exaggeration inherent in it to some degree. It's figuring out what genuine sides of yourself you're going to play up versus what, what sides of yourself you maybe don't play up as much. And so that's definitely a way that you can look at, um, look at where the overlap is between what you would love to amp up in yourself and stand out as and what people are looking for. So it's less a matter of, you know, 
fitting in and becoming bland and becoming indistinguishable from the other people. And it's more a matter of standing out because you fit so well, because you are someone who won't just fill that hole exactly, but you know, there's overlap. You're going to expand the role. You can take the role in new and exciting directions. I mean, really having an understanding of what it is that you're trying to do and what the people who can give you that opportunity are looking for can show you how you can show you're that and, you know, you're that plus. You don't have to be bland in order to, um, to get opportunities to, um, to showcase your professionalism. And again, as with any sort of branding, it's about leading with how you can be of value. If you really seem like you're going to be an incredible asset, you know what? They're not going to, they're not going to care so much that you don't have the exact same, you know, bland black suit or (laughs) whatever, whatever hallmarks of professionalism you're hung up on. They're going to care about the value that you can bring. Mm -hmm. I love that you also touch on that concept of being genuine Mm -hmm. marketing. It really is a principled discipline. And we talk a lot about ethics. Yes. marketing and how important it is to be transparent and upfront and like you say genuine um, and that is that's really critical um, so what would you say to someone who says you know I don't even want to market myself you know I want to mm-hmm. help market other people do I really need a personal brand if you know I want to work behind the scenes that was me for a little while. I understand that completely. And my answer to that is that I wouldn't really trust a marketing agency who didn't know how to market themselves. I mean, you should ultimately be your first client. I won't say you should be your number one client. I mean, that would be ideal, but I know that's a little bit tricky sometimes. Um, I actually have some clients now who are fellow social media marketers, who are people who are marketing strategists and social media strategists, because they're realizing, you know, the old saying, the cobbler's children have no shoes. They, <laughs> they're realizing that they come up short every time. They're not treating themselves like a client. And I think you really need to because you are a portfolio piece. So if you can do a good job at marketing yourself, I mean, I've had people come to me simply because they said, oh my goodness, I see what you're doing. You're out there all the time. I figured if anyone could help me with this, it would be you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's switch gears for a second and talk about content. Mm-hmm. So, you know, content is a critical component of communicating one's brand image and personal brand promise. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend creating a lot of content for one's brand? I don't think that that's necessary at all. And that is definitely one of the things that also gets people hung up and help and, you know, results in them putting off putting their personal brand out there because they say, oh God, am I going to have to produce a ton of content? Is this going to become a job? And my feeling on that is no, it absolutely doesn't have to become a whole separate job, especially the, the more authentic you are to yourself and to what you're doing and to the value that you bring the less of a job creating content is going to be because first of all, um, not everyone's brand is as a content creator. So that right off the bat doesn't have to be a thing. Um, I do think engagement 
needs to be a part of everyone's personal brand, the way that you engage with people online and off and keeping up with your network. But, you know, that doesn't have to be done in, in the public sphere. That doesn't have to be done via public content. That can be all in the DMs. But also, I would say one thing that I tell a lot of my clients who are struggling with figuring out how to create content is I say, just take people along with your day. Things that are actually happening to you, things that you're actually working on, conversations you're ha having. I, I've talked to people um, who, are, who are consultants in fairly dry industries. And I said, you know what? If someone comes to you with a question, there's probably other people with that question. You can even make it vague, you know, if you're worried about privacy and say, you know, people ask me all the time, blah, 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 blah. And here's what I say. And then you give advice. And, you know, suddenly you're this smart, professional source of advice. So there, there's a lot of different ways to get content, creating content and posting it publicly on places like social media or your website. That is a great way to get your brand impression out there repeatedly in a very clear and in people's faces kind of way, but it is not essential. All that is essential in order to have and to be a personal brand is simply that there is an impression of you that exists in people's heads. That's it. And you do not have to be posting on Instagram five times a day in order to get that. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. That you can still be top of mind without having to do that. And uh, what would you say is the best platform for branding yourself online? You know, the, the common wisdom is that it's wherever your target audience is. So if you have a B2B audience, you know, don't worry as much about say Instagram as you do about LinkedIn. But I actually would say that the best platform on which to brand yourself is the platform on which you will shine the brightest. So if you are someone who's very good at, um, conversations, <laughs> basically, you know, Twitter might be a great place for you. If you're someone who is more of a visual thinker, um, then, you know, Instagram could be good for you. Any place can be good for you. I think that it's more figuring out what are the messages that you care about conveying? What are the conversations you care about taking part in? What are the types of content, if you're going the content creation, creation route, that you actually enjoy, wherever you're going to shine the brightest is going to be the best place for you to be. With the caveat that I do think most professionals should have a LinkedIn. I know a lot of people like skipping it, but I, I feel like it's, it's kind of a baseline place to be as a professional. It doesn't mean you have to be on there every day, but I, th I think that you should at least just make sure to touch that every now and then make sure it's up to date. But generally speaking, yeah, the best place for you to be is the place where you're going to be able to show your stuff the best. That's excellent, excellent advice. And we talked to, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, but you know, what if someone wants to make a pivot? Mm -hmm. Does having a personal brand mean that they're stuck with that image and making a change will mandate a personal rebranding of sorts? Well, this kind of goes back to a little bit of what I was saying earlier about how it has to start with your why. It has to start with the things that you want to emphasize, the things that you want to rock out, because that is stuff that tends to be a little bit more eternal. That's stuff that's a little bit more values-based that has to do with you and who you are and what you bring to the table and less to do with the table that you're bringing it to. 
So um, if you're branding really genuinely, it's not as hard as you would think to make a pivot to something else. I have an example from my own life here. I first kind of became a personal brand, as it were, while I was a journalist for our local newspaper. And when I left that job in order to start my own social media consultancy, you would think that's an entirely different thing, but I was able to leverage certain things. I was able to leverage likability, first of all, so people were interested in continuing to follow me. But also, even when I was working with the paper, a few key things um, were able to transfer with me. There was the fact that I had an emphasis on caring about community. There was the fact that I enjoyed helping people tell their stories, which is something that is a commonality between both journalism and social media. I had a focus on small local businesses. I loved covering and talking about and giving love to small local businesses. So then when I launched my own business, that was a huge asset because who was I trying to work with? Small local businesses. And even now I've had a recent, I've had a smaller pivot, but the fact is my specialty wasn't personal branding um, for most of the time that my company has been around. Uh, but I have been able to make that pivot simply because it was something that I have always helped people with. It was always an element of the work and it was always an element of me. So uh, when I sort of made that pivot and said, hey, I'm personal branding girl now, it was not a stretch. People said, oh yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> so because it, it was all of these pivots have been about elements of me and things that I can bring to anything that I do and things that I can, um, things that inform the value that I bring to any sphere in which I choose to enter. I love that. So it was kind of like a natural extension of yourself. Exactly. Because you are you no matter where you are. And that, and that's one reason why I actually caution people from tying their personal brand building too closely to a specific function or to a specific employer, because then it makes it a little more difficult to make those pivots. But you can still do it as long as you, you really emphasize the consistent parts, emphasize the things that people who followed you from your previous incarnation of your personal brand will recognize things that will still resonate and just point out that you're applying them in another direction now. Mm -hmm. So you don't that. lose that trust, even though you're changing the, the direction in which you're applying it, you don't lose the trust. You don't seem like a whole new thing. You still get to, um, to keep all that banked goodwill. Mm -hmm. And you also intuit on a really important topic of the idea of the triple bottom line, you know, people, planet, profits, that idea of the importance of social responsibility and giving back to your community. That's something that is so important for a lot of organizations. And it's something that seemed to be just a part of who you are organically that you're able to um, then showcase that, which is fantastic. Yeah. Stick to your values, stick to who you are, stick to what makes you special, and you can take that anywhere. Excellent. Well, I think that's all we have time for. Christine, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your expertise. Uh, I have just one last question. Mm -hmm. How can our listeners contact you or find you online? 
Sure. Well, I am the only Christine Gritman, which is cool. I had to share my maiden name. So I love being Christine Gritman. And that is grit like when something's gritty, mun like Monday. I am C Gritman on Twitter and Instagram, Christine Gritman Inc. on Facebook, Christine Gritman on LinkedIn, Christine Gritman Inc. on YouTube. I'm in all the places. If you Google, it will probably be me. And I can also be found at gritman.com. Excellent. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You've been listening to WVU Marketing Communications today. Thank you for joining us. And again, a special thanks to our guest, Christine Gritman. Be sure to visit gowvuedumc today. That's go.wvu.edu slash mc today to view our upcoming sessions, listen to previous recordings, and subscribe to receive updates. 